Welcome, listeners, to a bonus episode as we've uh, hit our second goal on our Patreon. We have three bonus episodes we're going to be doing, and our second one here is I've picked four of my favorite films, four of, four of my films that I, I really enjoy. And we've got our patrons to vote on which film they wanted us to break down the most. And out of the other choices of Animal Kingdom, Mystic River, and Predestination, they went for Alexander Payne's Sideways. Let me show you how this is done. Hold the glass up and examine the wine against the light. You're looking for color and clarity. Now... Stick your nose in. There's some strawberry. Oh, there's just a flutter of like a like a nutty Edom cheese. When do we drink it now? Mmm. Are you chewing gum? No. Spit it out. So Sideways, released in 2004, starring Paul Giamatti, Thomas Hayden Church, Virginia Madsen, and Sandra Oh, with music by Rolf Kent. Do you know that guy? Can't say I know many Rolfs. <laughs> many Rolfs. <laughs> He's done a lot of uh, Alexander Payne's work, including Election, About Schmidt. Uh, he also did some uh, pretty interesting uh, scores for Legally Blonde, Freaky Friday, and Mean Girls. He also did one for Up in the Air as well. Very upbeat then. Yes, Which it is. is what this score is. Cinematography by Fidon Papa Michael, who cool. also did uh, some cinematography for more Alexander Payne work, including Nebraska, which he got nominated for an Oscar for. The Descendants, and also Walk the Line. Have you seen The Descendants? I have. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Saw it once way back in the day and enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Based off the novel by Rex Pickett, the screenplay by Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor, directed by Alexander Payne. Do you know, have you seen any other, other of his films? Yeah, I saw Election. That was actually nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars that year. About Schmidt. Haven't seen it. Obviously, we spoke about The Descendants, which uh, got nominated for Best Picture and Best Director that year. Nebraska, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. got nominated for Best Director for that one too. And uh, Downsizing, which is uh, terrible. Haven't seen it. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. He doesn't make a lot of films. He does a film every two or three years. Yeah. And a lot of them, he's got some nominations for here. I mean, he's critically well received. Including this film. Got uh, got nominated for five Oscars that year. Nice. What were they? Uh, It won Best Adapted Screenplay. Awesome. This was actually the first film to win Best Screenplay from all five major critic groups that year, which was the National Board of Review, New York, Los Angeles, Broadcast Film Critics, and the National Society of Film Critics, as well as the Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, the WGA, and ultimately the Academy Awards. Huge. Yes. The other ones I got nominated for was Best Director, Best Supporting Actress for Virginia Madsen, Best Supporting Actor for Thomas Hayden Church, and Best Picture. Coincidentally, despite- So, so, so no love for Giamatti. What I was about to say, despite receiving Best Actor nominations at the Golden Globes, the Screen Actors Guild, and four of the five major critic groups, Paul Giamatti failed to get the Oscar nomination. Unlucky. Weirdly though, Clint Eastwood got nominated for Best Actor that year for Million Dollar Baby, despite not getting nominated in any of those other groups. <laughs> yeah, bit odd. Hmm, he must be a uh, Academy favourite, our Clint. I think he is. I say our Clint, really I have no ownership whatsoever of him. <laughs> yes, don't try and claim Clint. <laughs> so Alexander Payne was flying back from Edinburgh where he had his film festival uh, promoting election when he had the chance to finally read Rex Pickett's book on Sideways. And as he landed, he quickly ran to the payphone to call his agent to purchase the rights. He later told Pickett he liked his novel because his characters were quote unquote so fucking pathetic. <laughs> I mean, they're not that pathetic. Well, that's what he thought they were, and that's what he went for. We talk about casting every once in a while. George Clooney campaigned to play the part of Jack, but Alexander Payne thought that he was too big of a star at that point. I agree. Yeah, but luckily he went on to do The Descendants later on with him. What about Brad Pitt or Aaron Eckhart? Also went for the role of Jack. No, I think Thomas Jane is perfect in this role. 
What about Thomas Hayden Church? Thomas Hayden Church, equally yeah. as good, <laughs> if not better. <laughs> Thomas Jane. Jesus. Wow, that was that was random. Thomas Hayden Church had actually left film acting and was concentrating on voiceover work at the time when he got the call to audition for this role, which is basically what his character was doing in the film. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't know Thomas Hayden Church from anything except Spider-Man 3. Me too. Probably did a lot of work back in the 90s, I guess. Mm. Uh, obviously, at this point, he quit acting. Good-looking fella, though. Yeah, he's not bad. It's that hair. Bit of a rig on him. <laughs> you did, I, I don't know if you know this, but he actually had to... He actually, I don't know if he had to, but he stripped naked for his audition because that's what the scene called for. No one, act, no one else actually did that when they auditioned for that role. Must have a huge cock. Jeez, tell it like it is. <laughs> I don't remember. Do we see his cock in this? We saw a lot of cock in this. <laughs> I don't think we do. <laughs> Maybe I'll need to rewatch it pay close attention. <laughs> Now, this is a very wine-centric film. Paul Giamatti... Oh, that's an understatement. <laughs> Paul Giamatti Holy admitted to... Holy shit. He faked every bit of wine knowledge in this film, uh, actually not understanding why anyone would care about it. What do you mean he faked it? Do you mean he read the script? Yeah, he didn't know anything about wine throughout this film whatsoever. I mean, that's a, they're an actor. You don't expect him to. But do you think you have some idea of what... He's not Daniel Day-Lewis, all right? He's he not going to method act all this whining. Why not? Because uh, You just said, oh, Paul Giamatti, he's an actor. You can't be known yeah, stuff. Not like Daniel Day-Lewis, an actor. No, but Daniel Day-Lewis is a method actor, right? Paul, Come G- on. Paul Giamatti, he just reads the words. He does it very well. You don't need to become your character, Hendo. You could have got a little bit of knowledge about wine. Why? Why I not? feel like just watching this film, I know more about wine than most people. The sign of a good actor from Paul Giamatti. He puts on such a fantastic performance, in my opinion. Yes, performance. Yes. He doesn't actually have to know all that, Hendo. Good on him. Maybe his performance would have been. Maybe his performance would have got the best actor nomination if he knew a bit about wine. So you didn't think his performance was good enough in this? I just said it was. Maybe if he actually put on some wine knowledge, so get, getting some wine knowledge, maybe the, think- maybe, maybe the Academy would have gone. Yeah, perfect. I yeah. don't think he could have shown any more wine knowledge. It's not like, all right, Paul, ad lib this scene, go. Would have worked. No, it wouldn't have worked. Would have worked if you got some wine knowledge. <laughs> why do you? Why are you even saying this? You wouldn't say this if it was a doctor in a film. You'd be like, gee, they really should have studied med school to you know really make this authentic. You wouldn't say that. Why are you just like, oh no? While well, he's drinking wine, he really should know his stuff. No, he really should remember his lines. Hendo. He should have got to know some wine because you are wine talking is very nice. shit. Wine is nice. Yeah, I'm not a wine drinker. You're not. You are not. I'm a red. In fairness, I haven't tried wine in years now. Like, I sort of got to that point where I was like, yeah, I don't like wine, so I'm not going to try it anymore. You're a bit older now. You're. I am a I, bit older I guess, now. I guess a little bit more sophisticated. Am I? Well, from 10 years ago, you probably were. I mean, in fairness, though, 10 years ago, I was drinking most things, you know. Goon. <laughs> I never drank goon. Is goon an Aussie thing? I mean, I... I think so. Goon bags, cask wine. Yeah, that's that's what the uh, that's what they refer to it in America. The cask wine, I guess. I'm sure cask wine is everywhere. We talk about a box of goon. We use it as a pillow when we pass out in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, the character of Stephanie in the book was a lot different. And author Rex Pickett was actually unhappy of the changes they made to Sandra O's character. Apparently, her name in the book was Terra. What? They completely changed the character. She didn't ride a motorbike. And she didn't have a biracial child. So in retaliation, in Pickett's follow-up novel, Vertical, Terra is now a working prostitute. What do you mean, Terra? The character of Stephanie is called Terra. Do you mean Tara? T-E-R-R-I. Tara? T-E-R-R-I. Terra. Terry. T-E-R-R-A, I said. You said I. 
Did not. If only there was some way to check. Well, it's T-E-R-R-A. Terra. Yeah, it's a weird name. No no wonder he changed it. <laughs> My notes would have been like, who names their kid Terra? <laughs> Apologies to all the uh, Terrors out there. But this was released on the 22nd of October in 2004 with a runtime of 127 minutes with the tagline of In Search of Wine, In Search of Women, In Search of Themselves. Yeah, solid. It's all right. So it's mid-tier. I'd say that's mid-tier Yeah, mid-tier is fair. Uh, it was released out to just under 1,800 theatres in America, was out there for about 30 weeks. With a budget of about $16 million, it grossed $71 million in America for 40th for the year, and worldwide grossed $110 million for 51st. Oh, it's a huge success. Even at 40th. That's crazy. Oh, uh, you can't even say, yeah, like, we're measuring based off the budget. So I'm sure there's, at that point, you got uh, your Harry Potters and that that make hundreds and hundreds of millions, and their budget is much, much higher than $16 million. Exactly. It's all relative, Hendo. So Alexander Payne selected the film's wine list himself. He must be very much into the wine there. That's ridiculous. Why? I mean, how much he would know about wine if he's selecting these wines? Well, he wrote the script, the screenplay as well, so that when they're talking about specific wines, he's actually he's got the wine knowledge here. Jesus. See, I would have thought that'd be all in the book. Well, I guess it might be playing to a different time as well, like a, a different period in the lives, so maybe they're going with different wines that would be good at that time. Mm. So most of the wine used in the wine-tasting scenes was non-alcoholic, uh, but the actors did wind up drinking so much that it made them uh, a bit nauseated, which they then had to actually switch to the real thing to clean out their palates. Thomas Hayden Church said that the, the grape juice or the non-alcoholic wine that was consumed uh, was about 95% of the time. Uh, actually, Paul Giamatti said that the actors drank real wine and that he was actually very drunk after shooting a certain dinner scene. Which one? Probably the one where he looks drunk. That would explain it. <laughs> that's, that's method acting there, Dean. There you go. Does that make you happy, Hendo? <laughs> he, just, he definitely gets method acting when he's drunk. <laughs> So I did mention that uh, that sequel to the novel, uh, Vertical. The actual story of that is when Miles writes a bestseller and is again reunited with his mother and Jack. However, according to Rex Pickett, Alexander Payne had no interest of directing a sequel to that film. Yeah, this movie does not need a sequel. It doesn't. I don't even know why they made a, like a, a book sequel to this. This is this is fine. To, yeah, I don't know. Because he needs to sell more books. And he thought, well, this Good has point. been a big success. Yeah, bestseller. Maybe, maybe if I write a sequel, I'll make more money. So the film's title is never actually explained in the film itself, but it is made quite clear in the novel where the term sideways is actually used for intoxicated. Is that a thing made up by the novel or have you heard of that before? I haven't heard of that before. Oh, okay. But this does have an average of 7.5 over 171,000 ratings. So that's that's not bad. Seven, seven and a half. Pretty good. Not bad. But let's see what we think of the film. Let's get into it, Dean. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on patreon.com slash imdbjourney. And we've got over 50 bonus episodes over there too, including various film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of other benefits too. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put up on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash imdbjourney. Go ahead and head on over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 